Welcome to Go Meet, a wrestling podcast, an AEW podcast. We have Jared, AEW Jared, AEW Jared, New Japan Jared. I sometimes, uh, yeah, if only yeah, these these days it's mostly just AEW. If they would let me, <laughs> if, if they would let me, I, I don't know. They have some stuff lined up that I think is interesting, and I really want to catch up on Best of the Super Juniors, but it's just there's not enough hours in the day. I saw Jonah was over there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. He's there in an Impact as well. Which is dope. I'm a Jonah fan. Uh, uh, Impact and New Japan Strong have, like, strong crossover. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's uh, even, like, Wheeler Yuta main evented uh, Rampage this week. I first saw him on New Japan Strong. Right. Joe, the dojo system over there is incredible. Oh, yeah. Right. And New Japan Strong, like, specifically takes a lot of, like, really interesting, like, indie talent. Mm-hmm. And then puts them in a ring with... with really talented New Japan guys, and it's like, wow, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on to what happened in the AEW world. We start with the punk intro in the hometown of one MJF, Long Island. What did you think of Punk's soliloquy? I thought it was hilarious. Came out, he belittled the Islanders who are Multiple times. not playing well. He made the crowd furious. He let them know that if they align themselves with someone... What was the word he used to describe? He called MJF an incel, which I thought was Incel. Yes. An incel like MJF. He he mentioned that he was not able to promote a Britt Baker after he showed the new version of the Four Pillars shirt with Britt replacing MJF. I thought that was hilarious. I, I mean, I, I think the whole like MJF bit, too, was so funny where they just knew for a fact that he would get cheered. Right. That was the thing that was interesting about it, right? Is that you have Uber Heel, MJF, he's in his hometown, so why bother to try to act like MJF's the heel? I mean, yeah. he's going to act heel-ish, because that's oh, who yeah. he is, but allow him to go out there and be cheered like the face, because he they're going to love him no matter what. Oh, yeah. And so we get that, and we also get you know Punk having to give his entire promo through booze and through chants, you know, F your pizza. Which, which he loved it. Which was great, you know, because this, the rivalry between Chicago pizza and New York pizza is bigger than anything else between the two cities almost. Run, runs deep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As in deep dish. Exactly. But, <laughs> but I felt like Punk worked well in this environment. It went good. He, you know, said Punk the guy's too big a coward to fight, fight me. And then we switch on and we go into MJF's montage video where he pulls in in the Lamb. I think it was a Lambo. It might have been a Ferrari, but it was a tremendously pretty car. I think it was a Ferrari. It was a Ferrari. Okay. Pulls in in the Ferrari, gets his stuff out, puts his Letterman jacket on, gets a huge pop for putting the high school Letterman jacket on. They give you his high school accolades, including his chorus accolades as being the uh, captain of the acapella team. All that stuff, which we, we had said when he did the uh, dancing thing with Jericho, that obviously he was some form of a theater kid when he was younger, and we were proved right here in this little run of discussions. Then, of course, you know, he did the most... Not only was he breaking records as a linebacker, as a acapellaist, as a wrestler, amateur wrestler, he also was pulling all the chicks and doing the longest hands, uh, keg stands. Which I thought was great. I thought this whole segment was fantastic. You loved it? Oh, yeah. I loved it. it was, I just I thought it was hilarious. He's walking around on his high school football field. Just ludicrous. It's it's so over the top, right? Perfect. And then he gets out there, and he's the first guy in the Battle Royal. I thought the main takeaways of the Battle Royal, correct me if I'm wrong, were 
MJF throwing Wardlow out of the ring. Dante Martin throwing Starks out of the ring. Right, those are the main takeaways of what happened right there. So we get the odd. It's an odd battle royal because it's a little bit anticlimactic because there's no finish. Yeah, the last two guys that are still in the ring fight the week afterwards for the ring, right? Right. But we have created two programs out of this at least. Yes. Dante Martin is going to have to deal with Starks at some point and the rest of the FTW crew, which he signed with last week. Oh, yeah. Wardlow and uh, eventually Wardlow and MJF break up. It's getting closer and closer. I think so too. Now, you like that matchup for the, for the diamond, diamond ring? Yeah, yeah. That match should be really good. I think honestly, just watching MJF wrestle more is going to be cool. I think he's really talented. And I think especially against a guy like Dante Martin, who has such a different style, I think it could be really interesting. I'll be honest with you. I said the other day, and I don't know if it was to you or not. I said, I think that MJF someday when he start when he stops like grabbing hold of the low lying fruit mm-hmm. will be everything on the mic that they think he is. Yes. And I think that he's far better in the ring than he's given credit for. But they are starting to highlight that. And that's what the Darby Allen match was for, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. To show us, okay, this dude is a wrestler. In every facet of it. And then you hear, oh, well he hasn't he was never taken down in, in the amateur wrestling, which may be BS, but whatever. It still I, you like understand that he does have yeah. a he does have a background in amateur wrestling that's fairly strong. Then we get the FTW promo, which was you know whatever we, we don't need to get into that. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy Varsity Blondes acclaimed acclaimed had one of for me one of their better little rap things when they made fun of Cuomo and all that. Yeah, 2.0 is out there. Match goes through. The main event here is that Eddie winds up stopping Garcia from cheating, so that Jungle Boy winds up getting the. Submission on Caster. Then we get the backstage segments, which I thought was more important than the match. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Eddie backstage shooting his mouth off with Ortiz beside him, painted up, ready to go. They get jumped by 2.0 and Garcia. They lose the jumping, and it looks as if, correct me if I'm wrong, am I just dreaming here, or could we get an LAX reunion where Kingston, Ortiz, Santana are with Eddie? I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm putting all of my energy into manifesting it. Yes. Every every waking moment, I'm like, I'm picturing that in my mind. I'm manifesting it into this world. I would love it. I would love it. And them versus the Lucha Bros, they had such classic... Dude. Dude. Come on. That's where we're going. You're leaving money on the table if you're not doing it. It is time to do it. It's time to do it. We've done everything else. It's time to do it. But you know what? But I'll tell you what's going to happen later. Instead of that. Okay. Cody gets involved. I'm gonna vent, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna McMahon it later. <laughs> for you when I tell you what's really gonna happen. Okay. They get beat up, whatever. Bucks are re are returning as they fight Chucky and Rocky and they wind up going over. Cool spot where, you know, Cutler's an idiot and he's pretty I thought it was a good match. It was fun. Oh yeah. It was uh it was very like twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen New Japan. You, you told me you thought you could have predicted every oh, spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chaos versus Bullet Club is a like multi-man tag match that I've seen a hundred times. It's it's Rocky has his spots. The Bucks did a few of their old spots in addition to their new stuff. Chuck Taylor's just great. Again, I, I could picture that match perfectly in my head. That doesn't mean it wasn't, wasn't Then they great. went out there and did the same thing. Yeah. Which is good. It's great, yeah. Right. It's it's fun. It's everything I wanted that match to be. Yeah, Cutler does the thing where he tries to spray the cold spray in, in the eyes, and 
duck, they duck out of the way, and he winds up spraying cold spray. So you think, oh my god, they got a chance to win, but of course they don't, and they lose. Obligatory beatdown post match, but Trent shows up with Sue. Mm-hmm. They clear the ring, and then Sue comes to the ring, and we get the party. A uh, Statlander walks. Yes, to the ring. yes, we get the, the big hug, Rapungi Vice's theme is playing. Come on. Right. They set up Rampage. That match was for me. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> a couple of matches for you this week. We wind up with Ruby backstage. Uh, Penelope and, and Bunny roll up on her and let her know that Nyla Rose has decided that if, if, if you'll help us take out Ruby, if you'll help me take out Ruby, you, two, you two get the first two matches when I win the TBS belt. Ruby says, let's start now. They fight a little bit, and up come Taya and Anna Jay and run them off. Mm-hmm. And we have ourselves a three-way for Rampage, or a three-on-three for Rampage. Yes. They do a good job of setting up Rampage on the Dynamites. I they really they do. do. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they're usually really great matches, too, which is... Yeah, Rampage is the wrestling show. I, I was literally about to say that exact thing. Every time I tune into Rampage, I'm like, all right, well, here's, here's like some banger matches. Yeah, and I know they're going to get... Time, I know there's going to be, it's going to be great. They really fill that hour like crazy too, is the, is the part. Like yeah. this, this no episode, BS. I can't believe, I can't believe that episode had four matches in it. Mm-hmm. Even if Hook Fuego was not very long, uh, FTR Lucha Bros was pretty long. Mm-hmm. The six woman tag, pretty uh, long. reason, re, yeah. Adam Cole versus Wheeler Yuta, that actually, that one was actually about 10, 12 minutes. It was maybe. good. It was good. But it, I don't know. They somehow packed all that in there. I wonder if No BS is patented somewhere. Huh? Do you no think? BS? Yeah, no, really. Do you think? I don't. I don't have you heard that with a TV show before? No BS. Ah, is I don't, you ever heard the song Black and Gold? No. No. Okay. Black and Yellow. Black and Yellow. What about that one? I've heard that one. Right. Anywho, we'll see what's next. <laughs> see what I did there? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy and Cody. Sammy's out there, supposed to do an interview. Cody, of course, will not let him have screen time. Comes out Never. as a baby face through the baby face tunnel as one good guy to another. Your, your open challenge is going great. I'm your next open challenge. Good luck, kid. Now, I want to say that's the first match, right, in the history of the company with Sammy and Cody. Yeah, Sammy and Cody. Right, we're going to get that rematch, I believe, for the first time since. I believe so. Cody fakes like he's going to go out the heel shoot and then comes back through the good guy shoot covered in burns. And, of course, Scorpio and Paige jump in and let us know that your man Dan Lambert will be back soon. Oh, God. To get them back in the title picture. They blame the EVPs for hogging all the spotlight. They're 100% right, and you're frustrated with it. Exactly. (laughs) No, I actually wanted to briefly talk about Cody. Every, Every week... When I see Cody, I'm always I'm so close to liking him. Every every week, I, I just this week there was a moment where I was like, if I choose to, I'm going to become a huge Cody Mark. I, in that moment, I could have chosen, and I haven't I haven't made my choice yet, right? Right, right. But I, I'm on that precipice. I'm like, if Cody does like one thing right, I'm going to be on board for life. Come join us. <laughs> Come join the dark side of the force. I I want to. Yeah. I mean, if Cody if Cody does one thing right, I'll be I'll be his fan forever. Well, I'm a huge Triple H fan. So oh, how yeah. can I not be a huge Cody fan? Exactly. It's literally the same character. He's <laughs> just Double H. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a nightmare. You see what I did there? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rio and Hater, speaking of a week for you, what'd you think? Go. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh there were a couple spots in there that went 
maybe not perfectly. Like, the spot where she's supposed to catch her uh, jumping off, and Riho just, like, did not jump far enough. <laughs> right. A little short on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. Hater did a really good job of being, like, the strong, strong giant in comparison to Riho. Look, it's not easy. I mean, she was tossing her around. When the offensive part of a match for a big person versus a little person is very easy for the big person. Oh, yeah. It is not easy for a big person to sell for a little person. It's why people poo-poo Brock Lesnar when he doesn't care. Yes. But when he does, people will tell you, look how good that guy is. Exactly. Because he knows how to force his competitor to hit him three and four times. And on the fourth time, he starts to stagger. Yes. And on the fifth time. And next thing you know, he's tumbling around. And he knows how to get you... When he, when him and Daniel Bryan or him and somebody like that or Seth or whatever, you know, they, when he makes the build, that's hard to do. And in this setting where you haven't been, it's even harder for a hater, right? Cause she's not the immovable object. No. So she has to sell frequently. Yes. Rather than allowing it to build over time, right? Because so that's really hard to do. And she was in an awkward spot. So if there were times where this was tough, that makes sense. You know? Oh, yeah. And Rio is, Rio's not your, it's, it's, it's much more selling for Rey Mysterio than selling for, say, Sheldon Benjamin, who's smaller yes. than you, but it's but, formidable, uh, right? Yeah, Sheldon Benjamin's a freak of nature. He's right. incredible. Right. So, so Rio is, is somewhat of a women's division. Mysterious oh, yeah. style wrestler, right? And so I love, I like, I liked it very much. So. And I thought that the spot, the Avalanche Crucifix release, yeah, that was crazy, was really good. Yeah, and I did think that Hater did a good job periodically of selling for Rio. I think, I think Hater is a phenomenal talent, right? I and I think if they wrestle three or four more times, it's going to gradually get better. And I, we'll have an example of that later on in this show. We get next to the Malachi Sprays, the Varsity Blondes cheerleader with Mist. I don't know what was going on there. It was supposed to be an interview, and I guess Malachi is, Malachi is going into the, what's the Archie knockoff? Oh, Riverdale. That? This is just a Riverdale episode. <laughs> you ever watch that show? I watched, uh, me and Nick watched like the first couple of episodes, and it was baffling. <laughs> I got hooked on it. It's really appealing in a I have no idea what's going to happen way. Right. I got hooked on it, but I'm bad because I'll watch shows like that and I'll just fast forward through stuff when I get bored with certain characters. Yeah. <laughs> and so next thing you know, you wind up kind of getting hooked on, yeah. on maybe two guys on the whole show. Oh, yeah. Right? And then I was like, what am I doing? This show is totally not made for 50-year-old people. I got to quit watching this. Because my wife will be like, what are you, a teenager? And walk through the room and leave. And I'll be like, no. Uh, yeah? I I don't know. And so, but yeah, I got hooked on Riverdale for a little bit and it, it totally right. The, the monster oh, yeah. takes his mask off, blows in the cheerleader's oh. face. I don't know where we're going here. No clue. But if we're trying to get the Riverdale audience, yes. that's the demo we're going for, which I'm get 18 to 30. Yes. And four, 14 to 18. Right. That's what Hook's for, too. Hook's for the... Send Hook to Riverdale, they tweeted out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, he needs to be in this program as well. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so we don't know where it's going to go, but I guess we have one blind cheerleader to start with. That's a, that's a pretty good start. Dude, she, sell, she, she could star in a horror movie. She could. She was screaming bloody murder. Dude, that was so bad. Oh, 
that second scream, it sounded like a deer wounded in the woods. It hurt my heart. It was awful. I was like, how villainous. That's a little bit better than wrestling requires for actressing. I agree. Right? But now Pillman was on the other side of that. Someone get help! <laughs> Someone <laughs> get so, help! It was so funny. It was just... <laughs> well, you could. You could. Yeah. You know where the paramedics are, right? <laughs> What is she? Twelve pounds? Pick her up. Take her back there. Right, right. Yeah, that would absolutely have been a, a better, a better visual. Cameraman running behind him to the ambulance. Yes. No. 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 This, no. 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 Uh, anyway, Brian Danielson versus Silver main event banger match. Banger we said match. it was going to be. It was. Then we get the you know Daniel wins. He talks about how he was going to kick everybody's head in. Oh, I'm a man of my word because he had not kicked Silver's head in yet. He went to go do it. Hangman comes down, runs him out. Hangman's going to kick the cowboy shit out of him later. What did you think? I really, really liked the match. It was better and pretty good. It was great. The match was great. Daniel Bryan don't miss. He No. Silver don't either. It's crazy. Yeah, Silver's so good. He'll occasionally, like, he'll just be wrestling a match normally, and then he'll do something that's just unfathomable. He's just so quick, and I'm like, what? He is the most... I'm trying to think. I can't remember a wrestler I can really compare him to. He's got the, an dimin- the diminutive stature, but also so fast and so strong. Wow, it's crazy. It's like a moving fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. A strong agree. You know, he's he is an amazing pro wrestler. Yeah, I can't believe it. And like, and I don't know what you do. With, like, I don't know if his ceiling is like. Uh, TBS championship or a TNT title. I don't know if it's not a, TV, a TNT title. I don't know if his ceiling is upper mid card, but I do know that I want to watch him wrestle forever. Forever, yeah. You know, because he just, he loves it and he's so willing to give up himself backstage segments, whatever, right? Just whatever makes this go right. If I look like a fool, cool, let's do it. Like I remember Angle said in that we went to the, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony the angle was in. And he just said, I just want to say one thing to all you young guys out there. You know, don't be afraid. You know, put yourself into whatever it is. And then he took two cartons of milk and just poured them all over his face. Cause. Oh yeah. Kurt Angle was one of the toughest guys in the world. He got over by wearing a cowboy hat smaller than his whole skull. He got over by, you know what I mean? Pouring milk, drinking milk instead of understand that there are no limits to what you can do no. and that the, Every time you humiliate yourself with us, you're building equity. Absolutely. And that equity pays off in missteps that we overlook in our desire to see you succeed. Yes. Man, he goes out there dressed as Bambi. And that rules. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Right. And then when a heel heel underlines that, like Daniel Bryan did, right? Mm -hmm. When he underlines that... It it works in both. Yeah, that was kind of stupid, but it's also endearing to us. So we we get both things, right? Oh yeah, yeah we get it that you're making fun of it, but still, I liked it. Oh, yeah, it's like man, you. It's endearing. Okay, exactly. Going on to rampage, we start out hot. Lucha Bros, FTR. I thought this is the best. This is what I was talking about. They wrestled each other a couple times. Now this was the best of the bunch. The, this well, yeah, this was absolutely their best match. I did not see the Triple Mania match, but. This, this I, was spectacular. That, this one would be hard to beat. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And we get that. I thought this uh, one group of, they had a lot of chain things that were cool, but the one chain area where Dax down yes. runs to the corner that's furthest away from Dax. Mm-hmm. 
and goes to the top. And then he runs along the top rope, kicks Wheeler in the head because he's really going to that corner over there. Yes. Dax has still got the belt on the ground. You know, he fl- he flips him. He knocks him down with the belt, does that Aguero thing, runs to the rope, runs, kicks old boy upside the head, plants himself on the other rope, does his dive on top of him. But instead of hitting the dive, Dax pulls the belt up. Boom. What a great hold. The whole sequence oh, was incredible. Was great. And then that. Dax immediately rolls the belt out of the ring as soon as the ref's not looking, and that like that would matter in this company anyway. But it doesn't matter. Boom, puts it out of the ring, seamless, seamless. Three moving parts, one of which had to run from the top rope all the way across to the other side, and kick somebody in the head on the way doing it, and it all went seamlessly. Dude, Phoenix was on another level in this match. He's always good, but dude, he did some crazy. But stuff. to your point, so was Wheeler. Yeah, I, I said that during the when we were watching it, where I was just like, "This dude is, is perfect. He's like a, he's like tailor made for the Lucha Bros." Well, and Dax has been getting because you know Wheeler was hurt for a minute or two. Oh yeah, and Dax got put in several different spots where he was in a match to make the other guy look good. And oh he yeah, he was perfect at it. Oh, dude, they're so good. They're so good. Right, and it's a shame we don't see them wrestle more singles. Yeah, because they're really good. But you know, I love I, I love them. I loved them when they were. Than the other company, you oh, know. Yeah. What I mean, I just, I, I'm just glad to see them getting to stretch it out. You can't tell me Wheeler's not getting better and better Dude, at dealing with these things. It's crazy. Just he, how smooth he is dealing with, especially Phoenix, is so crazy. Right. Again, another Taz is on commentary here. We got Nyla, Bunny, Penelope that they set up. They defeat Ruby, Taya, and Anna, Anna J. I thought this was great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well done. No issues with any of it. Nope. Oh, shout out to going back to the women's match on the other show. Rebel and Brit. Brit did a great job of Brit interacting with the crowd, getting them all mad, and Dude, then turning. She, she her got attention. a couple of them real riled up. I don't even know what she was doing, but they were mad, constantly <laughs> distracting the ref and the opponent. Whenever Rio was getting the advantage by getting on the rope and screaming and hollering, and then you know, of course, jumping Rio afterwards. Rebel is always she has that Paul Heyman type of thing where she when she's outside of the ring she she's always on she Dude. realizes that i'm here to enhance the match yes and she's so good at it oh yeah you can tell what's going on in the match by look watching her exactly <laughs> you know they could be invisible wrestling and you would still be able to know absolutely absolutely and so okay going back to this ladies match i thought it was really well done mm-hmm. I, I like that nyla winds up getting a win here it makes me feel a that ruby's going to get the win Elsewhere, they do it through shenanigans, so the faces all look good. I like the idea of Ruby so popular right now, and Taya and Anna Jay are very popular as well, so keeping them around each other allows them to kind of piggyback on one another's goodwill. Yes. And I like that, too. You know, keep your faces around your faces, especially when somebody's uber hot like Ruby Soho is right now. Yes. Like, her goodwill with us as wrestling fans is way above normal goodwill oh, yeah. right now because of what she's been through and her and her hero's journey if you will having gone and lost to brit and then having to rebuild herself to go towards this title and she man she is killing it in matches too mm-hmm. and wrestling nyla you know who's who's the biggest heel literally the biggest heel yeah. in the women's division and cutthroatish yes i i, I enjoy nyla though i think I, she's fantastic I, I, I had a little problem with her early on but she's kind of hit a groove that not that there was anything wrong with what she was doing no but at some point an artist does something that tickles your fancy. Yes. And and now right now she's doing well for me. 
You know what I mean? And so this is this is great. I'm glad it happened too because I think she's a good performer. Now FTR jumps Sting and Darby backstage, and so now you know what's going to happen, right? What I tell you earlier, Tully's getting back in the ring. Sting's going to get that tag team title push that we've been waiting on. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Because remember now, earlier in the week, what was it? Uh, Tony Khan said, one of these podcasts, you know, the WWE didn't respect Sting like he deserved. Just because he got to hey. wrestle Hunter in, at WrestleMania. Just because he got to wrestle for the world title and be in a program for a while with the champion of the biggest program on the show. They totally... Put him in the Hall of Fame. They under yeah. Completely disrespected Sting's legacy uh, over there. You think he's getting the tag push? He's getting the the big belt push. He's getting the tag belts, baby. <laughs> and then double champion double Stinger. Champion. We're gonna McMahon this thing. <laughs> Goldberg. Oh yeah. Can you hear it when, dude? Come on, when they go over the Lucha Bros. Oh yeah. As as Pride and Powerful sit quietly backstage. Yes. Fuming. Knowing that that should be They were be laying us. on the ground crying. This, this could have been reports. us, but you keep playing. <laughs> Stinger. It's Sting. Tony Schiavone. Come on. Tag team champions. That's the moment. Sting. That's yes. the moment we've been yes. waiting on. Yes. 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 Now, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is just a little feud to give them something to do until they find something else for Darby. But Yeah, I hope so. But the first thing that went through my mind when they jumped him and he got kicked in the tally whacker was, oh, my God, Sting's going to be the world champ, the tag team champs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hook looks great Hook in looks his match great, versus Fuego del Sol. Bronson. Day one hookers here. Day one. Yeah, we liked Hook from the jump. From the jump? Mm-hmm. And I thought he looked great. He I looked think, great, yeah. I was actually kind of surprised. He didn't look green at all. No. And that is... Uh, in heavy part due to Fuego del Sol. Fuego del Sol is fantastic enhancement talent. I was he, just going to say He that. sells like crazy. He's really smooth with everything. Everything works with Fuego, and he has a lot of sympathy with the crowd. So if you're looking to build a heel, having someone beat up Fuego is a time-honored tradition at this I point. I totally agree. It's fantastic. He made Hook look like just a killer. I agree. I agree. And also, Taz on commentary. Oh, dude, I love it. Listening to a father, even a heel father, put over his son, talking about how great a lacrosse player he was, and he'd always been athletic, and his conditioning will never be whatever. And it just, it was. It was great. It was just, it was so heart, heartwarming in a villainous way. It, absolutely. Yes. I loved it. I loved <laughs> what do you, it. What do you think about Hook's gear? I like it. I like it too. There's a there's a, f- a fighter look about it that sometimes is missing with wrestling gear. There is, and also he looks like he walked out of the the boxing gym and he he just straight to the absolutely to the ring, absolutely, especially with the white boots that go all the way up. But it also is a very clean look. It, exactly, it's it's not uh, messy. It, it's not overly complicated. It's really simple, but it's it could be iconic in a way. Well, also it doesn't hurt that he's built. He's built really perfectly. well. Yeah. You know, for a smaller guy, but he's there's no fat on no. the guy. He's shredded. I think I think Hook has so many upsides that originally liking him was originally somewhat of a meme because he didn't do anything for like six months, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just always like, oh hell yeah, Hook's here. But I don't know. He 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 is charismatic physically, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's well built, killer hair, which I think is I think underrated for a wrestler. 
have really nice hair. Well, you need to be distinctive. Yes, yes. For wrestling. I need to be able to look at you the first time. Instantly. And the next time I see you, I'm going to know who you are. Yes, and the fact that his hair is, is so wild and kind of poofy upwards. Right. Because, like, a lot of guys have, like, long, downward-flowing hair. To have something mm-hmm. like that with that volume is distinctive. Right. Also, a lot of guys have long black hair. Yes. Yes. Know, which is why you do something. You know. Don't get me wrong. Seth's hair is nice. All well, that conditioner he puts in it makes to, it look nice. To your point, though, when he came up, he put the blonde streak in it. Because he said, everybody here has got black hair. Then once he was established as a character, he quit doing that. Yeah. But he did that specifically because how am I going to stand out if everybody here looks like me? That's what Hook's doing naturally because that's just how he wears his hair. Yeah. He seems, I'd love to know his hair care routine. He seems to have, well, Taz probably would too since Taz ain't got none. <laughs> but, Taz just puts lotion on his head. <laughs> right. There is something to be said for natural charisma. He doesn't look anything like Taz. No. No. And I would guess the way he looks, I would guess he married, Taz married well. I would think because Taz's not pretty like that. No. Taz's an ugly man. But, but I that, love that's Taz. That's perfect for Taz. Right? I love him. I love him. He was a Dude, I, you, you said earlier that you hadn't seen a whole lot of his matches. I feel like we should go watch a couple of the really good I mean, ones. He's a machine. Dude, he was so good. He was so. Sucks that he got hurt early on because he could have. He could have been. I don't. I don't know if Vince would have ever done the right thing with him because he was so diminutive, and Man, he was crazy. And you couldn't really do with his character what they did with Angles. Like he couldn't really drink milk, and it'd be you know no. I mean, that wasn't going to work. But by the same token, he was so phenomenal in the ring. I really wish he would have had more time. I to wonder do if it. he was ever over in Japan. He has. He has that vibe where I feel like he would have just killed it in Japan. Dude, uh, we should research that because I feel like there's got to be a match out there. I hope so, man. Like all, New Japan or All Japan, late nineties, right? Dude, if he was ever over that, bruh. I'm, sh- yeah, we got to do. This. Okay, now back to this show though. Hook, I, but I digress. Hook goes over Cole versus Wheeler Yudo. I thought this was a barn burner as well. I thought it was really good. Cole, I think Wheeler Yuta's a really fantastic talent. They, I think they see a lot in him. They're right. Yeah, they're right. They're right. <laughs> and Adam Cole doesn't really. Doesn't really do bad. No, and and he designs his matches to have them go longer. Yes, he's he's a smaller guy, so it makes sense that it takes him a while to pe- put people down anyway, work them down. Yeah, he uh, he does like a bunch of small moves leading up to a couple big moves. You right, know? everything is a jab. Yes, it's a jab leading to the big punch later. Everything from the start of the match, and he wears you down. He wears you down. He takes a little punishment, cheats a little here and there, and eventually oh, yeah. he gets you. You know, and and that's. A great formula. I mean, it worked for Ric Flair. You know, he was pretty good over the years. Yeah. Okay. So I did think Wheeler looked good, but of course Cole goes over. It's a barn burner. And then we have the brawl afterwards and we have Trent taking three knees to the grill after he has, of course, had the surgeries and all that. So I, I guess we're staying with this best friends versus the elite. You like it? Yeah. I think it should be fun. I especially liked uh, in the Mark Henry interview segment. Trent was like, listen, I just came back. Shouldn't this promo be about me? Don't, and they were just like, nah, nah, nah. nah you're good. Do you wonder I if there won't so be some heat between Udo and Trent? Because didn't Udo come along? Yeah, kind of in the middle there. Is that what that felt like? or no? a, a little bit, but probably nothing that's going to be serious. It'll probably be used for comedic effect. Either way, just though. Do, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, when Trent was injured, like there was a segment on BTE where Rocky came back, and they kept pretending that Wheeler was Trent. And Rocky was like, 
was Trent always Asian American? <laughs> right. And then they showed like <laughs> images of Trent's face replaced with Wheeler's. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. So I, I think it'll be used for a comedic effect. I think it'll work. Absolutely. And I like I like where they're at with the elite. I like this whole re- good week of wrestling. Great week of wrestling. I really enjoyed. Yeah, this I was week. kind of blown away. Good dude. I know. Uh, last wasn't it last week? I was a little mid on. Mm-hmm. This week was great. Well, it was a sweet spot between telling me stories that are going to get paid off. Spinning it's weird wheels. with Rampage being added in. They have to kind of tell you stories that are going to get paid off this week, along with setting up stories that are going to get paid off later. And that takes a little bit to figure out. And they've done that, it looks like, a little bit. And I think they're doing a good job of it. Oh, yeah. All right. I agree. So for my man, New, New Japan, Jared. AEW, Jared. I apologize. For Hooker, me, KP, Hooker, Jared. Hooker, Jared. Yes. <laughs> for me, KP, this has been a Go Home Heat production. Copyright 2021. Check out our friends at The Game Project. The G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out our friends at The Daily Smart. Your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And go, go home. home.